Every who down in Whoville liked Christmas a lot. But the Grinch, who lived just north of Whoville, did not. The Grinch hated Christmas the whole Christmas season. Oh, please don't ask why. No one quite knows the reason. It could be perhaps that his shoes were too tight. It could be his head wasn't screwed on just right. But I think that the most likely reason of all may have been that his heart was two sizes too small. You are listening to Original Remake. This is a podcast where we discuss and compare original film and its remake. Or sometimes films with similar concepts, because just like Hollywood, we are that unoriginal. So this being a movie podcast, uh, yeah, let's get to it. Welcome back to another episode of Original Remake, uh, finishing off 2018. Uh, We're back with another holiday-themed episode, and joining me, as always, a man whose heart is, uh, I don't know, three times bigger than the average person, uh, Michael Dennison. How are you doing, sir? <laughs> I thought you were going to go the other way, like the uh, <laughs> the pre-Grinch uh, saving Christmas. I thought you were going to call me, uh, you know, what was it, Grinch Alpha there, when he's at his uh, prime Grinchiness? But I'll take no, that. No, 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 sir. We we are a few days away from uh, Christmas, and I want my I want my gifts from Santa. You know, I I will not be a a meanie or naughty um, and end up on that list. So yeah, I am being nice so I can get whatever's uh, coming to me. We were in a um, a uh, like a dog food store, like a specialty dog food store, like gonna buy a gift for our child Brody, and they had a. Uh, <laughs> To, they had like these, uh, you know, they're just basically dog treats, and they had done them up for Christmas. So they had Christmas trees and like frosty snowmans, and you know, it doesn't really matter because the dog's just going to devour it anyway. But we were standing in line. It was actually fairly crowded, I guess, because it's close to Christmas. And there were two big dog bones, one green, one red. Green was nice, and then the red was naughty. And the funny thing <laughs> was, people were like, I can't get like, my, my, my dog's good boy. It's good. Good girl, whatever. And we go up there and we're like, naughty. <laughs> Not even a second thought. Just, yep. We know what he is. He's a monster. You'll probably, you might actually hear him, dear listeners, if I'm lazy in the edit. Uh, but I think he's sleeping somewhere right now. So, Well, he is uh, one of our, our, our frequent, frequent collaborators. You know, he That's true. He likes to yeah, tune in sometimes. He likes so, to take yeah. advantage of the format, you know, the medium, and he likes to let his uh, thoughts be known. And he actually did watch. The Jim Carrey version of The Grinch with me on the couch. I don't think I don't know where he was for the original, but he did watch the remake, so he may chime in here in a little bit. Well, there we go. You just kind of mentioned it. I don't think I said the name, but we are going to be covering the 1966 How the Grinch Stole Christmas, which was a uh, originally a TV special on on CBS, I believe it was, and uh, and you mentioned the Jim Carrey one. Now I don't know if I told you this, but um, the Jim Carrey one. This was actually my very first time watching it all the way through. Doesn't sound good. Doesn't sound like a glowing review so far. If you if you attempted it before, was that just by accident, or did you not dig it the first time around? You know, I, I I'm not exactly sure why. I, I don't want to say avoid. I mean, but for lack of a better word, I kind of avoided. I mean, um, we're talking about 2000. This is the year that my oldest son. Uh, for those that may have heard me mention him in previous episodes, Phoenix, my my son, my oldest, was born that very year. So it could have been a thing where you know 
Um, maybe I didn't watch it thinking that I might be too scared for a newborn or maybe cause I had a newborn and I just didn't really get around to it. Uh, I love Jim Carrey. He's one of my favorite all time comedians and actors. Um, uh, you know, we often talk about, you know, his, uh, his, you know, very famous birthday movie. Um, but no, I, I, this is, you know, I've seen bits and pieces here and there and there was nothing really that like, Oh, you know, made me want to, like sit down and watch this. And I, I don't think I ever really had any friends that, um, you know, that told me to watch it. And it's, it's not a thing that we watch annually. You know, we have our, uh, our home alones and, um, you know, other movies and this really, uh, you know, this big summer movie that comes out around Christmas time too, die hard people, you know, uh, that's on TV as well. Um, I thought you were gonna go with Batman returns. There's another one, another summer that, Christmas that, that classic. That is another summer. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and and you know, a movie that I joined on your show uh, has become a um, annual movie for me. Uh, the night before, which uh, at the time of this recording has not yet come out on Podstalgic, but will. But I really enjoyed this movie, the, the How the Grinch Stole Christmas 2000 uh, with Jim Carrey. Um, he reminded me a lot of. That lounge singer persona of Andy Kaufman's, you know, from uh, oh, yeah. Man on the Moon. <laughs> Tony, uh, I can't remember his name. Yes. Tony something. Tony something. He that's that's all he reminded me of, and that's not a bad thing. You know, I actually uh, very much enjoy uh, Man on the Moon, but um, yeah, I thought this movie was funny. There was a lot of gags. I, I felt you know Jim Carrey was probably given a lot of uh, time to kind of improvise. Uh, and they expanded the story. You know, they took a 26-minute uh, TV special and you know made it a nearly two-hour movie, uh, fleshed out the Cindy Lou character, and yeah, I I I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. You know, I I thought it was gonna be like a bad Austin Powers movie. You mm. know, just just a comedian just kind of doing whatever the hell he wanted, and maybe just um, I, I thought it was gonna be overrated. Which there is a little bit of that. And I just want to uh, tell the listeners, Clifton was his name. I didn't even look it up. Tony Clifton. Go. I knew it would come to me. Um, yes. Uh, there's definitely a little bit of that. Uh, I'm thinking in particular when uh, the Grinch uh, takes on the uh, sort of film director persona. And I, I read that he was actually uh, doing sort of an impression of Ron Howard, the director. Like, <laughs> just to, like, mess around. Like, you know, just mainly for the cast and crew. Like, not expecting that to be left in the film. And apparently uh, Ron Howard appreciated the... And, impression so much that they left it in the film so there's you know i think there's a lot of fun in this movie i i'm sort of like you in that well the difference is that i raced out to the theater back in 2000 to see it i was a huge jim carrey fan at the time mm-hmm. and see i was in high school i believe i believe you were as well and yes me and my buddy i remember my initial reaction being I don't know if that worked as a full movie because okay. I'm, I'm also a big fan of the the original. Like and you said, it's what twenty six minutes long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really and the funny thing is, in reading about the cartoon special, they were talking about how they had to pad out that just to adapt the the story. They they had to add sequences to it because they couldn't even get it into like a half hour TV special if you just did the original story straight. So they add some songs, uh, they add some hijinks with the Grinch sort of racing down the mountain. None of that's bad, but I felt coming out of it that I was a bit underwhelmed. Like, mm. but it's one that, and I don't know if it's the Christmas thing where these things pop up on television, but it's one over the years that uh, with me and my younger brother, I've made a point to actually watch every year. 
And so I don't know. It's it's grown on me. And I know people say that about Christmas movies. Um, I when I did had a discussion on the night of on another podcast when it came out uh, with Ben Zook that I host uh, ninety nine from ninety nine with. <clears throat> he swore then and there that the night of would become. He said, you know, ten fifteen years from now, this will be a Christmas classic. And it's kind of interesting to think about, like when these things come out and they're new, they don't have that charm. Or they they don't have that association with the holiday yet because it's just a new movie. Like it's just you just saw something opening weekend and then you move on to something else. But I think it's the repetition of Christmas specials that add to the charm of them. And this is one that's grown on me the uh, the Jim Carrey one. I, I don't. When we get into I guess comparing the two, I think it'll be a little bit difficult because the the cartoon <laughs> it just gives you everything. Like you just get right to it. So right. I want to ask you, what did you think about the the added? I guess in particular the backstory. We go into Grinch as a child where he. I guess at one point had elements of being normal and friendly. He had a, you know, a nice crush on another schoolgirl when he's young. And that seems to tell the origin of where he just pretty much gave up on everyone else, gave up on the, the who's and whoville. What, what did you, did you like that? The added uh, plot line to explain why he's the Grinch? Mm, I don't know. If we needed that. that I mean, flashback. he's a very ugly child. It's very hard to, <laughs> to watch. He, he really was. That, that was pretty <laughs> ugly. Is um, an understatement, actually. Uh, he was quite hideous. I, you know, I, I don't know if we, you know, needed that. Uh, again, we're talking about uh, expanding a, uh, a beloved children's book, and I, I thought the the cartoon was uh, very well made. Also, not not one I grew up watching. Um, you know, I was more. You know, we're talking about cartoons here. I'm, you know, I think I was more into like chipmunk stuff. Uh, you know, the, that 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 Christmas special. I think I was more. In was that, that was that your like Christmas special? I believe it was. You know, with Dave Seville around the piano, doing a little bit of roll call, yelling out Alvin. Um, I think that was more my jam. See, uh, I think that's what contributes to my initial disappointment with the Ron Howard film was the mm -hmm. the Grinch cartoon. As a kid growing up, that was the one I looked forward to. That was the one I would watch because I was like little baby Grinch. That was that was me. I hated people. <laughs> hated my. <laughs> you were ugly little Grinch. Okay, all right. <laughs> I I didn't want to. <laughs> I won't go that far now. Like, come on now. But no. I did think that. I I remember my initial thought was, well, that's kind of strange. I thought he would sort of get uglier as he became more isolated and became a hermit. I thought he would just sort of let himself go, and then you see him as a kid and you're like, no, he, he actually looks pretty good for what he started out as like, not too bad. I thought it was going to be more like a, uh, Gollum type thing from Lord of the Rings mm -hmm. that he becomes like misshapen and green, but <laughs> no, he just was always the Grinch, which is a little different. Yeah. You know, in the, the adult version of the Grinch, the, the live action version, he just had too much of a, a mid area. I, I don't know if he, you know, just ate too much and never worked out. The like, beer belly. He just, yeah. Really big beer belly actually. Um, no, the I thought the adaptation was uh, was pretty good. I kind of like what you said about like you know over the years it it, it becomes a um, kind of a a, a Christmas uh, a favorite. I could think of some other movies that maybe I wasn't a fan of um, um, at first and, and ended up loving over time. Like Elf, oh, I think Elf is a great example. Like I thought it was a fine movie. Uh, wasn't the hugest uh, Will Ferrell fan at the time. You know, it was not until you know, Talladega Nights, Anchorman. When I started watching more of his stuff, I'm like, okay, this guy is legit funny. You know, I, at first I thought SNL, you know, a couple of movies, you know, he's kind of one note. And 
uh, you know, it, it grew on me. And Elf is one of my favorites. Another movie I had to drop from the lineup uh, this uh, this month for my show because I just I haven't had the time to watch anything. I've been you gotta deliver Christmas presents. You gotta be the anti Grinch. I, I am Santa, you know, during December. I I think I might have to start doing um, Christmas movies like in November. You know, <laughs> you know, recordings uh, anyway. July, you yeah. gotta start in July. Get all those you Christmas gotta... ones. <laughs> That's right. I, I missed the 30th anniversary back in July. I just found out recently, too. Somebody was like, hey, have you done this for Christmas? Well, first they're like, is this a Christmas movie? I go, no. And they go, have you done it? I go, no. And I was like, oh, man, I just looked it up and uh, it just turned 30 in the summer. So, uh, you know, unknown movie soon come, perhaps. But um, we're getting old. That's the that's the, the through line here of this this episode. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so get back to let's get back to getting old and. And um, talk about the the Grinch, you know, your original question. I don't think we needed that. Um, I, I feel like we could have gotten that. In, well, I mean, we got it in exposition already, you know, and then we got the flashbacks, right? Because Cindy Lou, she finds out herself about the Grinch's story from the mayor. And um, I'm forgetting the, the character's name, but uh, isn't it Christine Baranski or something, or her character? Martha May. Yeah, Martha May, yeah. So, I mean, we get it in exposition. I don't think we need to see it because I agree. I think Little Grinch is a little ugly. <laughs> it's strange to me that uh, what he's picked on uh, is the fact that he can grow like a beard as a small child. And that's actually the Just opposite of my um, my experience as a child. I think the like I don't know about you, but the first like guy that like gets facial hair, that's like a notch on his belt. I don't think that's like something being made fun of like. If you're the first one to shave as a kid, you're you're more manly. You're you're more adult. So, I wondered why they went that direction. Why the Grinch is not like you know, uh, giving them swirlies or like you know beating them up because he's by far the most mm. masculine one there. Even though he is green. That that is interesting. I did start growing a mustache about twelve years old. You know, sixth grade. Uh, I mean, my six year old has a bit of a fuzz already too. <laughs> See, you get, we got, we got a, a little Grinch going on. Got a little Grinch, uh, but not. Well, I, I guess my my little Grinch could could be a bit of a bully. He, he's not a bully. He's just aggressive, and so he <laughs> may just like um, he might walk by and body bump somebody for like no reason at all. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, but I mean, just to kind of go back to like the um, you know little Grinch, and we'll move on. I. I, it wasn't anything I really needed particularly, and I know that they're you know just kind of setting up the um, the whole deal with the mayor and Martha May, and we get that, and it, it was fine. But I think for a movie that is uh, based on a cartoon special that's based on a book, I, I, I think there's some things that they can trim down. Uh, but overall, I, I think I, I think what I liked the best was expanding on Cindy Lou. You know, who we get, you know, I mean, she's a character in the cartoon special, but she's, um, you know, has a very small role in a 25, 26-minute um, cartoon. So I do like kind she of – She gets up for a her, glass of milk, basically. <laughs> that, that's pretty much – she heard some noises. <laughs> and, uh, and and they actually got a little girl who kind of looks like the cartoon version of her. So that's pretty cool. I mean, kind of looked like Miley Cyrus a little bit too. Um, I think went the same and, direction too. I think this actress went into music. Oh, okay. Uh, this uh, Taylor. Mm-hmm. No, not I think Taylor. that's what okay, she does Tom. now. I think she's she's uh, the front woman for a band. Oh, well, look look at her. So um, yeah, I, I I do like you know making her kind of like the, the the person that we follow, you know, and also kind of 
you know, getting the, the Jim Carrey doing his thing too. Let's so be honest. I, I, you're focusing on her because her dad works yeah. in the postal service. Well, I don't know if it's actually postal service. It's like the who service, you know, or something. <laughs> I I do question um, their methods over there and their uh, looks like standard it can be, operating can be pretty dangerous. <laughs> they, you know, he, somebody needs to keep an eye on that conveyor belt. All the packages are dropping, you know, and nobody's picking them up. Um, you know, we definitely don't do that. So, you know, I think they people should be using us, uh, you know, to provide them delivery service. But um, yeah, that was a, a very interesting look behind the scenes, and it's it's. I I think um, I'm gonna choose the Men in Black Part Two version of the the Postal Service. I think this is a little bit more accurate uh, than the Whoville uh, Postal Service. But uh, I do like that, you know, continuing the theme of uh, you know leading up to the Postman, hopefully mm-hmm. in the near future. Yep, yep, that'll be our uh, episode 100, the Postman. <laughs> We'll have to stretch, stretch to make it a, a remake of something or an original. Um, I, I think you bring up a good point that this movie is an hour and forty-four minutes long, according to IMDb, and that's probably a bit much. There's a lot of probably excess on there, and that that may be Jim Carrey improvising quite a mm-hmm. bit, and they leave in stuff that they hadn't planned to, and then they get back to some of the story beats. But I agree with you. The some of the stuff we get, like I feel like even just in the adult versions of the character, we get that Jim Carrey as the Grinch has a thing for the Christine Bransky character and reacts differently to her presence without mm-hmm. the flashback to them in grade school or middle school or whatever. Um, I do think that there's some <laughs> it's strangely there's some strange like sort of adult humor added in, mm, right? That um, like when you brought up Elf. Like, I, re- I remember seeing that one in the theaters, thinking, like, oh, that was a good comedy, and didn't realize that this was gonna, that was going to become, like, the modern Christmas classic. Mm-hmm. Because, and, but that one, you can replay that on, like, ABC Family, network television, and you don't really lose any jokes. Cause it, because right. of the character, he is so childlike. Yeah. There's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing too upsetting there other than when he calls a little person an elf. That may be the most offensive thing that's in the movie, but the movie plays yeah. it like it is offensive and he doesn't realize it. Uh, but the Grinch, yeah, there's some, some stuff that crosses over. I would say it's more like Shrek. Like, I, yeah. I don't know if you've rewatched okay. some of the Shrek cartoons, but some of those jokes don't land as well anymore because they're a little bit too timely they're a little bit too much about the pop culture of the moment that sort of thing and so it's aged worse than probably it should have being that it's a fairy tale and i I feel a little bit that way with this version of the grinch i still think jim carrey is perfect casting for if you're gonna do a live action and i'm kind of glad that with this year they they remade it again but they went back to animation and because i just don't think i don't think there's another live action version of this i even with some of the flaws in this one I mean, can you are you gonna get better than Jim Carrey as the Grinch? I just I just don't see it happening. So I'm kind of glad they just went back and made another cartoon version. Now, uh, who voices the um, him in the cartoon? I think version? it's Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, oh, really? Okay. Which actually, I watched this. It's funny we're recording this uh, today because me and the wife we're, we we want to go see a movie. You know, Christmas weekend, and we did our little our our Christmas exchange within our family before we start our our travels all across Kentucky. And we noticed that the Grinch was still playing, even though I think it came out like first weekend in November, like most Christmas movies now. And so we went Mm -hmm. and the first showing we went to see was sold out, I guess, because it's Christmas weekend. And then the the next one we went to was uh, pretty crowded. 
Uh, but I had a good time with it. I, and I was thinking, I was like, man, next year, me and Peter, we need to come back to this and do maybe the two animated versions of The mm. Grinch. Uh, because it they do some similar things to the Ron Howard one, but they approach it differently. It's like they kind of learned from maybe some of the mistakes of the first one as far as they go into the flashbacks and the origin. And I liked it a lot better in the 2018 version than the Ron Howard one. Interesting. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna have to check that out too. You know, the the other thing is, you know, um, you were kind of touching on some of the things about the the 2000 version. The other thing is some of uh, some of the moments. I'm not even saying scenes, but some of the things that uh, Jim Carrey can do can come off a little frightening for somebody a little <laughs> bit younger as well. He looks he know? looks pretty scary in this. Like when he's, he... he's a scary looking Grinch. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think the Boris Karloff anime version ever looks scary. I think he just looks like Walter Matthau. I think he just looks like a grumpy old man. Like, you know, he just looks like someone that's agitated, but I don't think he looks like a monster. Whereas when Jim Carrey sort of like leers down, like a small child, he looks like this could be a horror movie and this thing could like eat the kid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, that's, uh, that's accurate. You know, a hundred percent. He, and you know you don't get the sense of that from the cartoon or uh, the cartoon special at all. And you know it's it. He's been miserable for like fifty three years, and <laughs> you know it's it's a very simple story. And I don't get the sense that he scares the people. And that's kind of what they do with the Ron Howard version, right? Yeah, everybody's frightened by him because of how he was a, as a little kid. He had a, a temper back then. It's it's a guy he's, you don't like your mess son. With. He's just you know body slamming people. <laughs> Uh, my son is such a character. Uh, maybe you, he's no, watching the Jim Carrey version. I don't know. Would you Would you show this version to your son, the Ron Howard one? Um, I'm only going to say yes on a technicality, just because the, the new one hasn't come out yet. But I was interested in checking it out. And it's funny that you brought that up because, like, I, I even asked you. I was like, Wait, "Which version are we doing?" I, I and I. I, I think I mentioned, like, I don't know if I'll have time to go watch, like, a, a new release. You know, oh, no, no, we'll just do the, the two older ones. And so um, now with your, uh, you know, kind of teasing, glowing review of the uh, 2018, I, I kind of wish that we had done, like, it maybe. It was surprisingly positive. Like, I came out mm -hmm. of that, you know, we don't, you know, if we don't have any children, we're two adults sitting in a Brody. crowd. Well, they wouldn't let him in. You know, he, he barks too much. Um, There's a dog in the movie. I don't get it. <laughs> and uh, that dog is much uh, more well behaved. You know, he de uh -oh. in, in the new one he delivers uh, morning coffee to the Grinch every day, and I'm I don't think Brody can be trained to deliver any sort of food substance without devouring it first. To me, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, ca I came out of theater and I was like, I really like that. Like you know, it's a, it's obviously it's geared towards children. It's not as adult mm. as the Jim Carrey one. Uh, but I, I did like it more. So I look forward to you catching up with it. And then next July, when we record our Christmas specials, we'll, we'll <laughs> watch the two Grinches again. Yeah, yeah. See, I mean, and so I, I do wish that that was available now. So then I can play it for the six-year-old because I think, um, you know, he's sheltered enough that I, I think that, you know, obviously wouldn't scare him like the Jim Carrey one. So I'm a little reluctant to uh, to show him that one. Um, so what, what do you think about the, the story with the, the mayor, you know, adding that little love triangle? I mean, I guess it gives us a villain other than the Grinch. That's I think that's what I like so much about the original uh, and the 2018 version that, you know, the, the villain is the Grinch, but he's also the hero. Uh, this one, it gives someone that's like 
trying to, I guess, keep him in his place in a way, or like, you know, it's not like he's out and out just like screwing over the town. Like this is not Batman Returns. Like as far as that, you know, that particular mayor Cobblepot, but um, <laughs> I think it's unnecessary because I I think what's cool about the Grinch story is that uh, you enjoy hanging out with the villain so long until Christmas morning when he's he's accomplished his mission. And then, of course, you realize, like, well, this this kind of sucks. Like, it was fun seeing him collect all the presents and slink around, but then the the end result, you you don't want to see see that happen to to the Grinch or him, because it's even after he he wins, if he just pushes them over the mountain, it's I don't know. Especially as a kid, you don't want to see mm-hmm. just a bunch of presents destroyed. So uh, I didn't feel that was necessary. The the love triangle thing. I actually don't really like that it's a love triangle. I do like the idea of Grinch version of Jim Carrey having a crush on Christine Bransky. Because I, th- mm-hmm. I think I actually think I'm like, you know, that's a pairing I could see. I could see her, you know, she she could give back to the Grinch. You know, she's she's from the characters and roles she's played, she's pretty sassy, and I don't think she would take too much gruff from the Grinch. So uh, I just I don't, I don't like the the third part. I don't like that there's another person involved in that. I just wish it was sort of a, you know, I would like to have seen her character still harboring some sort of crush on him as well without already being. I guess married to just a jackass. I don't know. Feel, it just feels a little too adult for like a kid's story in a weird way. Yeah, I mean, it, it does look like it was kind of just thrown in for a uh, you know like a, an entire family, not just like a, a certain demographic. As you know, kind of like how the, the way you're explaining 2018 version, it sounds like it. it you said it's geared towards the kids, and so I, I get it. You know, it's Jim Carrey, um, 2000. You know, I mean, we uh, a lot of us you know grew up with. Uh, you know, Dumb and Dumber, Liar Liar, um, the mask. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. Ninety four. We talked about that previously that, as put, well. Uh, you know, puts uh, hair on your chin and your chest. The mask, Cameron Diaz, yeah. as we've talked about in the last episode. Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, we fast forward to two thousand. You know, a lot of us still love him. So, you know, I think they're trying to like give us something that adults can kind of relate to. I guess <laughs> a love triangle. I don't know. Uh, but I, I do kind of like how you, you kind of mentioned Mary Copplepot. You know, I kind of see some similarities here. <laughs> uh, both two hideous-looking people resurface <laughs> and try to get um, uh, maybe not acclimated is the right word, assimilated back into society or something. Uh, so I, I kind of like that. Is Cindy Lou our Batman? Is that is that what we're going with? You know, she kind of saves the day a little bit, sees the good in everybody, even yeah. the Grinch. I mean, I, and I'm going to go. You know, Christine Bransky is definitely Catwoman. Uh, especially yeah, with the yeah, way she's absolutely. able to, I don't think she has a whip, but she has those, that Christmas ornament, like, you know, Tommy gun that she uses. So she's, she's got a weapon of choice there. Uh, I did like the sequence where, uh, to borrow your phrase, where, uh, the Grinches, they attempt to acclimate him, assimilate him back into Christmas. Like, you're like, mm-hmm. all right, if you're going to be, you know, if you want to be a part of Christmas, here's, here's what we do. And it's like, <laughs> you could then understand by the end of that sequence, why the Grinch would hate Christmas. Like, you know, he put his best foot forward and, uh, they, they, they toss him up, you know, he gets to be the, the guest of honor. And then he has to go through all these, like, it's almost like hazing rituals. Like he's in a frat. Chair of cheer. Hold me down. I made it. I've got it all up. I'll be hell 
put your taste buds to the test as you judge the who pudding cocoa. Mine first. I ran it off out. No, mine You'll enjoy this. This is not pudding. What? Christmas Tonga. Gee, look at the time. I really should be getting back. All right. Like he has to like they force feed him, and there's a lot of dancing and the conga line. Um, I think that's where Jim Carrey really shines, uh, playing, as I said, with the originals, those almost Walter Matthau-like grumpy old man. Uh, just seeing someone try to enjoy Christmas, but then realize, you know, this is this is not for me. I, I think that sequence is really funny. I do. I mean, he just wanted his trophy. Yeah, that's that's really, <laughs> you know, and and he didn't realize like all these other things came with it. I, I do like that sequence. That that was um, a lot a lot of fun for sure. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just so weird that. You know, I, I I don't know. I, I felt kind of bad because, you know, he is a Grinch. So, like, I'm thinking he's not a different species, right? Like, you know, he's just this outsider. And, you know, like, I, I feel... He just hit um, puberty way faster than everyone else, apparently. That's it. You know, also a different color, too. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I do like, uh, you know, our montages of, um, you know, him being what he's known for, you know, being an actual Grinch and... And stealing and all that stuff, and um, I don't know. I, I I think where the cartoon version, and I mean, no fault to its own. I mean, it's again under thirty minutes. I, I felt a little underwhelmed with the um, the that that montage because kind of like you said, I didn't know that they had a hard time even stretching it out, and it makes perfect sense. Again, you're talking about like you know a, a book that takes five minutes to read, and so so that's where I, I do like the the live action version because you get to see him. Uh, actually be more of a Grinch and stuff like that. So uh, I do like that. Yeah, the the original holiday especially is definitely more like a Shakespeare character. He's standing up on his mountain just monologuing, basically, just griping mm-hmm. to his dog. But whatever the reason, his heart or his shoes, he stood there on Christmas Eve, hating the Who's, staring down from his cave with a sour, Grinchy frown at the warm, lighted windows below in their town. For he knew every who down in Whoville beneath was busy now, hanging a Hollywood wreath. And they're hanging their stockings, he snarled with a sneer. Tomorrow is Christmas. It's practically here. Then he growled with his Grinch fingers, nervously drumming. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Uh, but you know that that suits my interests a lot more. I mean, as a podcaster, I like the idea of just someone just griping into a microphone, just endlessly for hours on end. So I think I, I'm still going to go with the uh, the holiday special. Um, but I, I really, yeah, I think I think you will really dig the 2018 version. So I'm kind of excited for you to get a chance to see that. Yeah, I think so. I mean. I guess it's a little late in the month to um, – not, not that it's like ever too late to go watch a movie at all, but uh, I, I think you know just because it's so close to Christmas, um, I, I don't know if we'll have – well, I, I guess I have some time coming up. We'll see. We'll see. I, I would like to take the six-year-old to go watch it. Crowds may be gone now since it's you know post-Christmas. Uh, you may have a better chance. You won't get sold out like we were. Sold out. It was, yeah. a, it was an 11.15 showing in the morning. Sold out. So – you know, I, I, I get the sense that you don't have uh, – do, do you have a lot of theaters to go, um, 
uh, in terms of selection to go to to go watch movies? That's funny. Like in the last since I started the podcasting, which was in 2014, we have lost three theaters in our city. Wow! And they were not replaced. So we have I think we have five theaters now. So we used to have eight theaters. Um, the problem I'm, I've had is uh, that two of them like added in huge reclining seats, like mm-hmm. right to theaters that were already built. So right. it's not like they planned for like the size as far as how many seats we're gonna have. They just end up like losing like seventy percent of the seats they already had to put in bigger mm-hmm. chairs. Right. That's what's contributed to a lot of the I think the sellouts. Um, because yeah, the one we we actually got to see it in is an old fashioned non reclining seats. Um, but I prefer it because I can actually see the movie, and that's kind of the important part of the. That's the first step is getting into the theater <laughs> to actually yeah. see the damn thing. See where where I I live, and I mean I, both you and I we just moved, um, you know, t- together actually, you know, in the same house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, um, but yeah, I uh, I am now closer. Uh, I guess it's about the same distance. I mean, uh, I go to a different theater now now that I moved, but um, it's still about the same distance. But I never had a problem finding um, something. Even when the Force Awakens came out, I, I don't know if I shared that story, but. Um, I didn't, you know, get pre-sale tickets or anything like that. I went opening night, uh, right after work, I believe, by myself. I got there about 30 minutes before my showing, skipped concessions. So I went all the way in, found a good seat in the middle between, like, two big families yeah. on the, each side of me. Never happened. And, um, Would not happen. Yeah. yeah so I, I usually have never had uh, trouble finding, like, a good um uh showing to go to even with aquaman you know they they amazon prime did this thing where you know you can actually uh go to an early screening of it if you had an amazon account and you could purchase a ticket uh through this website and so i went and uh, i had options to different theaters you know and um so that was very very convenient actually sold you, should, out, you should move up to portland I sold think. out day one here for those same Amazon yeah. Prime Aquaman showings all over the city. There you go. You know, you mentioned a few years ago that you and the wife wanted to come visit uh, Portland. I think you guys should just move up here. <laughs> I know you just bought a new house and all, but yeah, yeah. And she actually, she, uh, my wife, uh, she would prefer living out west. I think she wants to, she wants to go out that way. Um, I, I just want to be able to see my movies. You know, that's it. Yeah, that, well, that's that's the selling point here. And then we could do live shows of original remake in front of people with a crowd. I of, like that. See, all I mean, four people in there heckling us—that would be great. Uh, <laughs> our our uh, uh, relationship here is writing itself. You know, <laughs> you, you move over here to all these uh, fancy theaters that you can go to, and your wife can enjoy uh, no sales tax. You know, in in Oregon. That's so. that's you know what I'm gonna I'll, I'll on our drive up to another family <laughs> dinner. I'll mention that. Uh, all right, so uh, I mentioned earlier we usually wrap up this show by like trying to remake it, and of course we just had a remake of this. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I threw down the challenge saying that you can't do another live action version because how do you find another Grinch? Is there one you think could could take up the mantle of Jim Carrey and could could do another live action version of this, play that role? I I believe so. I mean, nobody, you know, maybe something will pop up as I continue to talk, but. I think we need somebody a little bit toned down, mm, you know, yep. uh, li- yeah, a little uh, less, less Jim Carrey, because um, I think he was great in that role. He was, he, he, had, he showed all kinds of range from, you know, or range of emotions uh, specifically, but uh, I, I need somebody 
a little bit more toned down, um, you know, somebody that can go toe-to-toe with Jim Carrey in terms of the physical comedy. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, some younger people, but do, do you have any ideas? <laughs> I have a strange one. I don't. Okay. I, I'm going to contribute this to uh, me and my wife uh, rewatching uh, The Office from season one to, what, nine? I think there are nine seasons of it. We're, we're in the middle of it right now. We actually were watching... A Christmas episode of The Office last night, and uh, I'm going to do one of our usual sort of uh, gender swaps, and the one I have, now, I don't think physical comedy when I think of this person, but I do think uh, grouchy, uh, selfish, greedy, as far as in their, their comedy, and mm. I could see being someone feeling, putting across the idea that I, they're always put out, and making that very palatable, making it enjoyable to see someone just agitated. And I'm going to go with Mindy Kaling. Mm. If I had created a website with this many problems, I'd kill myself. Do you have a question, Kelly? Yeah, I have a lot of questions. Number one, how dare you? Because I I think if you're going to do a different version of The Grinch, someone that's kind of jealous of what other people have and they don't, I see that in a lot of her comedy. Um, And I also think that she, she does a really good job. I don't know if you ever watched her show. Uh, I think no. end up on Hulu. She does a very good job of playing someone that's kind of abrasive, like that should get on your nerves, but she's also the star of it. So she has to be to some degree likable. And I think that's important with the Grinch. And that's something Jim Carrey really pulled off is he is playing a bad dude, but you kind of mm-hmm. like, you kind of like hanging out with him. You like being around him. So that's, that's what I think of with her. I, I have a small sample size with her. And I actually kind of mentioned earlier the night before, you know, where she, she has a small role and I loved her in that role too. Uh, it, it's funny that you brought her up because uh, once you started speaking, I, I was like, you know what? I, I have an idea, and I, I think this would actually be pretty good. And this is a guy who um, I know him from his smaller roles. People know him from like shows that he's been on, uh, a fellow podcaster who, you know, I mean, he would be in a suit anyway. So, But Jason Manzukis also had a small role in um, The Night Before, How to Be Single. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think he has a great voice, first off, but uh, I, I I haven't. Well, I mean, I've heard him improvise on their show. How did this get made? You know, him, you know, him and uh, Paul Shear. They, uh, you know, do their comedy bits while reviewing movies, and uh, I, I think he'd be great. You he know? also and, has that sort of abrasive, kind of yeah. annoying, but also kind of charming quality about him. So. How to be single? Everything. I thought you were gonna hyperventilate, man, but I didn't. <laughs> no. Oh, Tom. Come on, don't be sad. You know what this is? This is the first tiny green sprout of life fighting its way out of the gravel parking lot of your heart. So, congrats. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you. Oh, hang on, oh. one second. Hey, quick, man, just one last thing. Stay the fuck away from my girl, okay, man? Or I will straight up end you. Okay, okay? So All just right. back off. You got it? Yeah. Because I put a ring on that. And you're coming at it pretty hard with your dick. Okay. Ah, fucking with you, man. Good. Of course, Lucy loves you. I love you. We're brothers now. All right? And as such, I would like to, this is a big one, ask you to be my best man. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I'm fucking with you, bro. Of course you can't be my best man. You are a stranger to me. Okay? Yeah. Just to recap, stay the fuck away from my girl. I don't want you to be my best man. We still love you, your family. You'll definitely be invited to the wedding. Okay. But probably not, so don't be offended. 
I'm glad we had this talk, man. I need to see more things. So uh, there you go. Jason Manzoukis is my, my cat for the Grinch. Right. There we go. Uh, do we need a Cindy Lou? I feel like we're getting into that territory with like uh, Miracle on 34th Street where it's like, are we, are we scouting like small children? I don't right. I don't know. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. We would just, I mean, we, we could have Miley Cyrus, you know? I mean, she was great in, in uh, the <laughs> night before, you know, drunk Miley Cyrus. I, I think... She can come back and play the older, older version. Cindy Lou, who has a who has a kid, you know, the, the Grinch is Grinching on. I don't know. I'm just gonna go with the Joseph Gordon-Levitt from the Night of. He can play a little. What would that, what would the name be from gender swapping there? Um, let me see, Cindy. Just Lou. Uh, <laughs> uh, J- just Lou. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just Lou. I like it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what the male equivalent to a Cindy. I mean, I think we can keep Lou for sure. Yeah, uh, no, I, Craig for some reason keeps coming up. But I want <laughs> like, I want a soft C. <laughs> I want a soft C. Um, is there a soft C name for 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 a, a boy? I, I think yeah. I'm 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 happy with either just Lou or Craig Lou. I don't know. <laughs> just what, what about Cinder? Cinder Lou? Yeah, you know, he sounds like he's uh, in a death metal band. Then well, I mean, it is a character from um, it was a Killer Instinct, a video game. I don't know if you ever played that. There was a Cinder. It's the one that had yeah. the that had the skeleton with the sword. N- no, he was um, not the he character was like made of lava. But oh. that's the only character I remember. I think that was the only one I, I used. Yes. Yeah. The, yeah, the robot with the sword, yeah. yeah. Came came out, you know, post uh, Mortal Kombat and uh, Primal Fear, I think I think it was. But um you know, there we go. Uh, not a not a, a sexy cast, but uh maybe we I mean, could have Mindy Kaling and look, Jason Menzugis you think know, play the for Grinches. The, for the for the Grinch. Oh yeah, there you go. You could have the you know Eventually, the Grinch gets married, and you have the Grinches. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're going to avoid the sort of awkward love triangle sexual element yes. of the Ron Howard. Yes, one. we don't need it. To don't be need sexy. it. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I mean, it, I, I guess what it sounds like is we have a continuation story. Yes, you know, it, you know, is, is what we're doing. We're going to do the Grinches, and maybe they have a, a spawn of their own uh, <laughs> named you Cinder. Know, Cinder. <laughs> Cinder. <laughs> Played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, there we go. Uh, I, I like that. Uh, yeah, that, that's it. Uh, I think that's our uh, so so not really a um, a remake. We have a continuation story in this just because there's already a, a remake currently that's in the yeah. theater. So yeah, so I think that'll work. So I think uh, I think that was a good one. Um, I you know I, I'd watch the Jim Carrey one again again. I was pleasantly surprised how much I enjoyed it and and how much uh, fun I had watching it. You know, it was uh, after a long day at work. I just threw it on, hopped in bed, and and I had a good time. Had a good time watching that movie. You have any other uh, Christmas uh, thoughts to our listeners? Maybe a suggestion, a Christmas movie that uh, we didn't cover or can't cover since it's not a, a hasn't been remade. Anything that you would throw on? Well, uh, you know, I, I really wish that I had a chance to um, to watch Elf. And you know, if, if you guys have not yet seen it, that is definitely my my recommendation for for this time. I I feel like we've all watched Home Alone. The six year old has been enjoying uh, you know watching those movies uh, this this past couple months. You know, we've watched um, I think three. I don't know. If we watched four uh, yet, but we have kind of just gone through one, two, and three. Three, you know, it's not good, but I, I think for somebody young, I think the idea of just you know, kind of setting up traps and having having people break into your house. I, I think I think that's fine for those young audience members. But uh, Elf would be my recommendation if you haven't yet seen it. 
Uh, you, I'm sure you got a, a plenty. Well, yeah, every year I'm reminded, you know, about It's a Wonderful Life, which I still have yet to see. Oh, you're one of those monsters out there. You, you know, you're you're a walking Grinch if you've not been exposed yeah. to that just yet. I, I saw that uh, our um, acquaintance in podcasting, known, he just posted on mm-hmm. Facebook, like, hey, I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life. Should I get around to that? And I quickly <laughs> went to my GIF, like, you know, booing him and, like, telling him how <laughs> terrible he was. So, yeah, that, Did Dave get on on that? Is a question. I think he liked my response because oh. I was being hateful to someone, but I don't remember what his statement was. But you know, you've actually got me really wanting to uh, throw on uh, the night before again. Like you've you've talked about it so much, and that one came on TV. I think a year ago, we were over at my mother in law's house, and I'm doing the Michael Shannon oh, okay. uh, hand, hand gesture. <laughs> that's that's what that is. This is the life of staff. Or staff of life is what he says. <laughs> I thought you were telling me. I thought it was like a comedy show. You're telling me to wrap it up, like time to go. Uh, but I don't know if we saw the best version of it because it was like the TNT or like FX version. So stuff was oh. like being cut out. And that's one. Right. That one is decidedly adult. There's a lot of adult humor. So the James Franco, you know, stuff. And I'm not, you know, I'm not spoiling anything. But well, damn it, I just spoiled the cameo. <laughs> <laughs> well, was it being a Seth Rogen movie? I don't know if that's a spoiler. You expect Franco to good show point. up at some point. That, that is uh, a good but point. I have not seen it since then. I don't think I've seen the actual version, you know, with all the the potty mouth stuff since, since theaters. we reviewed it. Yep. So uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to find that, and I think that's what I'm going to watch over the holidays. Yeah. I uh, Again, um, I teased it earlier that the, the review is coming uh, soon on Postalogic. That That's going to be my um, my Christmas movie for this year. And uh, my guest, Mariano, uh, had not seen it. That was his very first time because I was looking for a guest, and he's like, hey, I haven't seen it. I'll, I'll, I'll jump on and. And he enjoyed it so much that he uh, says that he, he can see himself adding this to the annual, uh, you know, holiday movies around this time. So um, a lot of fun to be had with that movie. Brody agrees. Brody finally yeah, made his I, I heard. presence known. He's like, I'm not going to talk about the Grinch, but I will talk about that uh, the night before. He, he likes Michael Shannon. I've, I've raised him right. Well, he he recognized him from the, your uh, picture, your your picture that has gone viral. <laughs> yeah, since I actually met the man, Brody actually got to smell Michael Shannon. He could he could smell <laughs> the Shannon scent, which is you didn't uh, you didn't watch the shirt. I've not, not bathed since then, Peter. So it's a Merry <laughs> Christmas it. to me and well, my family. You're, you're no savage. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't bathe either for the rest of my life. <laughs> uh, all right, so I guess we'll, we'll wrap up, and um, I'll just I'll just throw it out there because Peter's going to come back around with multiple shout-outs to his uh, podcast ventures. So I'll just go ahead and get mine out of the way and give him the floor. Uh, and we'll go with uh, War Machine versus War Horse, as Peter's mentioned. Uh, check out the episode we did on the night before together. And I actually had to look up because I was like, what in the world was the pairing for that one? And uh, we had a couple other guests um, for Gremlins and The Nightmare Before Christmas. And the theme was uh, throwing the ultimate party on Christmas. Mm. So There you go. So I was only on the new release then. Yeah, yeah, because I, I remember yeah. uh, we had um, – it was from two female comedians from the podcast The Following Has Been Approved, which is a trailer mm. show where they just review trailers. So mm-hmm. they came on for Gremlins and Nightmare Before Christmas, and that was – god, that was around Thanksgiving three years ago. We're even getting old in podcasting, Peter. I'm, I'm going to go back to three years into the archives. But yeah, you That's can check so crazy, uh, yeah. check that out. Uh, the podcast is War Machine versus War Horse, and you can follow me at War Machine Horse. Well, all right. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll just pimp out two, uh, Cobra Kai Companion, you know, for anybody that uh, 
you know, Lester Crowded Kid may or may not have checked out Cobra Kai. It's available on YouTube. First two episodes are free. Then you have to start a trial. But it's only five hours, you know, and you can knock out the ten episodes uh, rather quickly. And um, anyway, so yeah, Cobra Kai Companion and Paul Stalgic, Mike, uh, one of our – actually, it might have been our very first collaboration where you joined me and Phoenix on uh, Home Alone. Uh, going back that far, you know, it was a different format. We were going scene by scene. Uh, and it was lengthy too. It was like a, a good two hours. Yeah, that's but, great. Um, this is more of me. If they like us together, yeah, it's yeah, just an extra great. long version of it. But so, so Home Alone is out there as well. Uh, I can't even remember what I did last year, but we've also do, done the the night before Christmas. You know, to, to throw that out. Uh, but you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Paul Stalgic. And for our show, Original Remake, on uh, Twitter and Instagram as well. We we really need to step up that Instagram game. But you know, it's. That that's tough because you gotta search for two good pictures. You know, you gotta <laughs> stitch it together, and then you gotta upload it. It takes a while. You know, my problem, and this is uh, this is a, a big problem, especially if my wife had a say in it, is that I have so many podcasts that I actually tapped out on the amount of accounts I can have on my phone. <laughs> oh, so wow. I now, uh, to your credit, I actually kept original remake on the phone because I'm like, okay, I'm gonna keep this one. And I believe the grand gesture with Dave got bumped to the iPad. And if you've ever used Instagram on the iPad, it's terrible. It's just like the iPhone app, like uh, blown enlarged. up. They, yeah, yeah, they don't have like an. Why do they not have an iPad app like to look at people's pictures on there? So, yeah, Dave, if he's listening, um, that's of course our relationship. Uh, you got the shaft on that one. You got moved to the crappy app on the iPad, and I kept original remake. And you know what? I'm going to post over the holidays because I want to post Mindy Kaling on there as the Grinch. And Jason Manzoukas, perhaps. I wonder if there's some weird internet freaks that will do the Photoshop for us that have already thought of that, and I'll just steal Please, I hope so. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. But, yeah, check us out on there, and uh, we will be back in the new year with, um, I think, some mentor movies, what we're going to do. We're going to try to, you know, everyone makes resolutions on how to better themselves, so we're going to talk about a group of movies where people are trying to improve themselves in one way or the other. And uh, we may have actually recorded one of them already, and uh, my audio is so bad that I'm going to have to re-record that. So that's going to be some <laughs> – I'm going to get to enjoy it all over again, Peter. There you go. Merry Christmas you, to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. Merry Christmas to you. And not only that, everyone, uh, thank you guys for your continued support. Happy holidays. The fires of love. Baby, make a little wish. This will be perfect on the top of a tree. Oh, Martha. Oh, Christmas. I want you all to look your best tomorrow. You don't have a chance with her. You're eight years old and you have a beard. All right. That's good. Perfect time. I got one minute to clock in here, so...